Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Nikki. And you guys, welcome to another episode of Polar Opposite. So as you heard, we are joined by a guest this week. Hi, yeah, I'm Crystal Lee. Uh, I met Justin in a class at UT and, you know, we're finally done, so cheers to that. But I'm Taiwanese and I would love to speak more on that. And thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be talking to you all today. No problem. We're excited for this episode. Hi, Nikki. Hi. I (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, this week has been interesting. The, the, the worst week. I don't know about your week, but my week has been completely trash. I think my week has had its good and its bad. Um, finished <laughs> the last week of class, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Still have one exam. But, like, I'm excited to almost be done with undergrad. I guess I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm anxious. But this week has not been good. Like, I have all this upcoming stuff and, like, problem after problem after problem. So, of course, you know, I lost my wallet. And, and then you found it. And then I so did find good. it, so that's good. <laughs> but I think that I have an issue with maybe being too nice to people or being over-accommodating. Um, I'm a person that likes to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think I've told you that before. Yes, you have told me that. That's an issue <laughs> that I have. I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt, and they always let me down. So I have a friend, friend in quotation marks, that I texted and asked if he wanted to hang out um, a month ago. So as I'm about to graduate, he had not responded to my text until yesterday. And he asked me, when's my graduation? Ignoring the previous text that I messaged him. So I was just curious. I was upset because who waits a month and re- decides to respond to you like a month later? You know what I mean? And they didn't even answer oh, my question. Oh, you sent a screenshot. And that person is the type of person who has their read receipts on. We already talked about this. Yes. Those type of people are fake. Snakes. Anybody with their read receipts on is snakes. They're not honest people. Oh, I would be so pissed. If I they left be, you on yeah. red for a month. it showed, like, they read it yesterday, right? Yes. <laughs> and It's been in your messages for a month. You had to have seen us sometime. And the thing is, they didn't even respond to my question. They ignored that, acted as if I didn't see that, and just said, when's your graduation? And since they took a month to, like, finally text me back, six hours after I didn't respond, they texted me back again and said, when's your graduation? Like, I'm, you double text me, but yet you can go a month without responding to my text? No, fuck you. I'm not, I'm not wow, dealing with strong. that. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, I was so curious what other people thought that I decided to do a poll on my Instagram on what people thought about that situation. So I asked people, what would you do if you were me and somebody didn't respond to your text until like a month later? So one person said, leave them on red and then erase the message thread. I was like, okay. Somebody said, text him back a month later and say, oh, shit, I didn't see your text. My bad. (laughs) Somebody else said, I'd call them out because it makes no sense to ignore a question for a month, which is I think is true. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Somebody else said, ignore the text. Somebody said, I should say, hello, excuse me, you there? (laughs) Somebody said... In response to them asking me when is my graduation, I should say, I already graduated. <laughs> Somebody said, throw the whole person away. Honestly, okay, I had a similar situation to this, but I didn't really care as much. It was just this guy that I had went on one date with, and I didn't really think anything of the date, but mm-hmm. I saw this guy on campus a lot. So I think like three weeks went by, and he hadn't responded to my text. Trash. And then I saw him in person. He's like, oh, hey. I'm like, hey, um, continue walking home. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then when I get home, he had texted me. He's like, 
oh wow I forgot to reply I'm like it's been three weeks like no, I don't I don't you. care anymore I hate that. no because I told y'all before if y'all listened to our previous episodes somebody responded to my text message eight days later and I didn't respond back so somebody is responding a month later what makes them think that I'm gonna ever respond to them ever again I'm not I'm not playing games with that so I've learned to not take shit like that from people and just move on something that somebody said that really moved me is that they don't value me as much as I value them tea that's true he is hot yeah so that's something that got on my nerves this week but other than that nothing nothing really new is popping with me so hot take do you have a hot take this week hot take is inspired by the met gala Uh oh (laughs) (laughs) so i i love the met gala because i love seeing all the fashion looks like i think it's really interesting i never really get the theme honestly Mm -hmm. i don't really get it um, but I love the looks. You know, a look I loved? Kylie and Kendall. I loved their looks so much. Yeah, somebody compared them to white chicks, which I thought was funny. Cause was... <laughs> and then someone said the evil stepsisters and Cinderella. But um, I was glad that Kylie didn't wear her typical Balmain, like, squared shoulder thing. But anyway, that's not my hot take. I think they need to be a little more strict with their guest list because there are certain, like, YouTubers that were there. And I was like, um, what is James Charles doing Honestly, I thought the Met Gala is the top of the top celebrity. I thought it was, like, elite. Like, you have to be, like, A-list to be making it to this gala. Right. Actually, I think he made a comment in an Instagram post, and in his caption he said the YouTube community needs to be more shown in there or something. Why? Saying that they were not privileged. YouTubers aren't Why? upper echelon they're, celebrities. They're on the internet. Like, they're not, Exactly. Know. So he got hated on completely because... Yeah, I saw people they, tweeting, um, yeah. yeah, you can take my order over here. Like, because I guess <laughs> <laughs> he was dressed as a, bar, a bartender or something. I don't know. But it's like, they have their whole YouTube community. That's very different than, like, the typical celebrity movie star um, model, like celebrity but he was acting like he was just underprivileged in all the youtube community he's not Whatever. he's still a millionaire like annoying. you you still have your whole little avenue i don't think you need to be at the met gala i don't care about your look you didn't do anything interesting no, i don't even Next. know who he is besides that he went on ellen like that's the only time yeah, i've he's ever a heard YouTuber, of him. like a makeup person whatever well i think that people also models like kylie and kendall i or specifically but i would say more kendall and all those real celebrities that are on TV shows, I think that they should be glorified a little bit more because anyone can post anything on YouTube and do whatever. Yeah, it's very curated. (laughs) I mean, but, like, having someone follow you around is very different. Right, and he's not even the biggest of YouTube stars, because I don't even know who he is. As a because this, this whole scandal with him and the drama and we'll get to isn't that. that <laughs> I mean, isn't that the whole point? So it's like, oh, James Charles was the most subscribed to beauty guru, and now it's Jeffrey Star. It's like having Trump impeached and getting Pence as the next president. Right. Whatever. I don't care about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but my hot take this week is that Twitter is trash. I think Twitter is the worst form of social media for many reasons. It's, I think it's a home for bullies, to be honest. Every time I go on Twitter, there's never really anything positive being said. Either somebody's attacking somebody, somebody's clowning somebody. It's always something controversy, and it's never good. Like, even with people going back into somebody's Twitter thread and finding an old message and then exposing them later, there's so many problems with Twitter, and I think it's the worst form of social media compared to the other ones. I I think Twitter is very different than other social media. I think Twitter has also at least in like 2018, 2019, has started sort of as a news media outlet because you can see a lot of stuff that's trending in the world and you can see tweets from people who are of high like power um, 
the president tweets, the Pope tweets, etc. So I think Twitter is different in that way. Um, but I don't think that everything about Twitter is negative. I think all social media is inherently negative because so much goes on. Like well, you can go on Facebook and people are just trashing people. I think that social media is what you make it, and that goes with Twitter, that goes with Instagram, that goes with any other form of social media. It is what you make of it. Yeah. But I will say that any time the reason I don't have a Twitter personally, I never have anything interesting to say. I really don't care. And my experience with it, it's always been so negative, so toxic. Somebody making fun of this person, somebody retweeting negative things. It's just not a positive space in my opinion. You know what I hate though is I hate whenever people are you know, putting too much of their personal lives in social media because, like, I don't need to hear all your mental problems right now. Like, I think that Twitter, especially why it's so kind of terrible is because, and it's really toxic because they want to voice their opinions on there, but on Facebook and Instagram, they're always kind of like making themselves look perfect. Yes. Okay, Facebook and Instagram are more like curated and people like kind of say whatever they want on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of why I like it because... I can go on Twitter and kind of say whatever versus, like, I'm not going to post the same thing on Facebook. I'm friends with my family on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them to see that. So I think they serve very different purposes. Right. Everybody has their soapbox on Twitter. But I don't know. It's just not for me. Like, I think that also somebody. went on on Instagram. You see all these, like, um, quote-unquote news pages, like the Shade Room, etc., <laughs> Pop Crave News, that post these things really quickly um, about news stories. Right. Not really news, but things like Aisha Curry. Right. So, and then there's a bunch of people who go in the comments and say whatever. And Instagram's so negative. If you've ever been on the Shade Room, it's, I mean, it's yeah, the, shade. the comments are it's so toxic. Comments, comments are terrible. What I, I would li- hate to be on Yeah, thing. what I like about Instagram is the engagement. With Twitter, you can tweet something and then you don't get any like likes or anything but versus instagram when you post a picture there's somebody that's going to like it unless you have like zero friends somebody is gonna like it. do you have a twitter no okay i don't either <laughs> i don't know if i post something on twitter people like it well not every time i've seen it. people's timelines and there's like no engagement with whatever they said and i was like oh that's a cool point and nobody clicks on it or anything it depends wait justin didn't you get hated on instagram did i get hated what do you mean <laughs> yes, are you trying to expose me thing. oh that's right like last week or something there was a Nicki minaj fan that was like rapping at Nicki Minaj as she was entering the Met Gala and my friend had commented and said Nicki fans are so aggressive and then I commented under his comment and was like I know who has time to be waiting for a celebrity they're just normal people never comment <laughs> on those pages oh my god! and then a barb which is the fan of, <laughs> the fans of Nicki Minaj came and attacked me and said you know what you're just a poor uh, black man or something like that I was like oh my god you're crazy <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. Like, these people have no... It's like little teenagers or whoever that want to attack me. Oh, my God. One time on Twitter, I tweeted something about Taylor Swift being irrelevant. And the entire Taylor Swift stan, like, started following me, started commenting. I was like, I didn't even know people could see this. This is so scary. I was like, I have, like, a hundred and something followers. How are you seeing this? It's so wild. they have, like... They're subscribed to see Taylor Swift. I was like, this that's, is crazy. That's so obsessive. But man. that's like Stan, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything with any celebrity. Mm-hmm. The Stan community is crazy. Right. I don't engage with that. I literally only no. like my friends' pictures. I literally like everyone's pictures. And then at that point, I don't really care to even like celebrities' pictures. I mean, I don't care about celebrities. Yeah, see, not even a celebrity, but an influencer on Instagram, this black woman, and she's from London. And I commented, I was like, oh, I love how you're really transparent about your hair and the journey that you've been going through someone's like what is natural about her like she's wearing a weave I was like yeah I know she's wearing a weave right now but like if you watch her I was like 
she's like, why would you say that she's not natural? And he asked, oh like, oh, why? Okay, first of all, Chill why are you out. following people just to say negative things? That's the thing. That's the thing. These people follow. You take the time to follow, to like, to go on their posts yes. and to comment something negative. I was just like, I've been following this woman for, like, years. I've been watching her YouTube. I think she's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. In this one picture, she's not. She's wearing a weave. Right. So what? She has her hair under there. I'm like, do y'all not have anything better to do with your life? That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it is children. Because I remember when I was a kid, we didn't do anything all day. It'll be grown people. That's so sad. Who's uh, bullying people? That's there's so much to get into that. That could be a subtopic. They have nothing better to do with their lives because they stay commenting on those posts, saying negative things Mm -hmm. after negative things. In the news, speaking of Twitter, I don't know if y'all heard, but Aisha Curry she got into some hot water, caused some controversy. If y'all don't know, Aisha Curry, she went on Jada Smith's show called Red Table Talk. So this is a show where she invites guests and they discuss hot button issues that people don't discuss enough, kind of like a podcast. But it's a visual live uh, stream show on Facebook. So she was, Aisha Curry was discussing, I guess I'll play the clip. Something that really bothers me and like honestly has given me a sense of a little bit of an insecurity is the fact that, yeah, like there are all these women like throwing themselves But me, like the past 10 years, like I don't have any of that. Like I have zero, this sounds weird, but like male attention. And so then, you like, I begin to internalize it. it. And I'm like, is something wrong with you're me? Not, like, you're, you're not, not looking. looking. What? You're not like, looking. You're not even you're not looking. But I'm going to tell you something else, too. When your radar's turned off, because I dealt with that for years, too. Like, and I was young. Like you. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, my God. Fair. I mean. Because I don't what? want it. But yeah. it would be nice to know that, like, someone's looking but that when you get dangerous, dangerous. Turned off. Yeah. right that you can get real dangerous don't ever think for one minute that it ain't no some men out there looking at you like i wish honestly and, and i'm gonna tell you who knows that more than anybody i'm sorry that was so fucking funny yes, <laughs> She's way too nice. I love Jada, but that was, nice. that was a clip for you guys that didn't have any context. So the controversy is that Aisha Curry is unhappy because she sees that her husband Steph is getting all this attention, but she feels that she doesn't get any male attention. What do you think about that? I think that people took the comments out of context. I understood what she was saying. I think that what she's saying, well, this is what I interpreted. She's had three kids. When you have kids your body changes so i'm sure you have insecurities of whether you look the same whether people still find you attractive do you still have it so i think that when she said male attention she doesn't mean like males looking at her being oh she got a fat ass or she's fine she's she just wants to know that she's attractive still after having all these kids and because people don't really come at her like that she wonders and has insecurities about whether she's still beautiful whether she still has it and whether you know she's still yeah i saw it the same way because i think any woman whether you've had kids or not like at a certain point you have these insecurities if you're not getting attention you wonder am I not attractive anymore do people not find me attractive am I beautiful you start like internalizing that and thinking is there something wrong with me so like from her perspective I thought the way she said it was a little bit weird Um, poor choice of words in my opinion yeah poor choice of words but I think I understand from her perspective she has had kids she is famous so like all most famous women get a lot of attention so I guess for her to not get any attention and for her husband to have all this attention she feels like some type of way Mm -hmm. but it's understandable I get where y'all are coming from you know personally when any girl just goes out and even if the guy's not even attractive you're like okay low-key that boosts my ego a little bit so yeah (laughs) I do feel that like everyone kind of needs that but at the same time 
Like she's not Steph Curry. She's not she's not the big basketball player, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what you have to go into it like understanding. Yeah. Honestly, Steph Curry is not all that. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think that it says more about how society views validation. Everybody wants to be validated. Everybody wants that's the thing with Instagram. People post pictures and want likes because they want validation and they want to know what other people think about them. Yeah, I mean, them. it's just a society that we live in. Everyone deals with it. Men, women, everyone deals with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to feel that maybe you're worthy or that someone will want you. Mm-hmm. But I think personally she talks too much in general. And the thing that I didn't like that people were saying on the internet that she should just be quiet. The point of Why? going on Why Red not? Table Talk is to have discussions about insecurities. To have a voice. To have a voice about things that people are going through. I'm sure there's women out there that have had kids and wondered, damn, do I am I still sexy? Do I still have yeah. it? So for people saying, oh, she should just be quiet. She's making stuff. She's distracting stuff. He has basketball what? games to distracting worry about. Distracting him yeah. from it's, what? It's no. those toxic males out there that just want a woman to be in the kitchen and that's it. Yeah, I think she had... I think she had a good point. She she voiced her opinion, and it's hard to do that, especially, like, facing potential backlash. Right. Did she use the right words? No. I don't think the thing she should have said is male attention. I just... I think she just came up as being really ungrateful because, you know, without him, who is she, you know? So I think that that's where people are coming from, that she was just really ungrateful and not really... But what do you mean un- ungrateful, though? It's not like she's not thankful so for I mean, what she a lot has. Of, okay, not that she's not thankful for what she has, but a lot of her fame is connected with Steph. Yes, I will right? say, I agree that she's nobody without Steph. Because who is Aisha Curry without Steph Curry? Steph, her marriage to Steph Curry gave her a platform to do her cooking, to do her talk show or whatever she Restaurants, has. Restaurants, all that. Yeah. So I don't get the ungrateful thing. I She's talking about her insecurities that she has. And that brings up another thing. People were saying that she has money. She has beautiful children. She has a huge That's house. That's not what happiness That's is. Not happiness. That's not happiness. That's not happiness at all. You can have all the money in the world, but the, at the end of the day, everybody has their own personal happiness. There are happiness. so many celebrities out there who are depressed. Yeah. They Absolutely. have what you deem to be everything, but they're not happy. No. Yeah, so if it's money, that's not happiness. And she has a whole bunch of that. But you can still suffer from insecurities and other things. So for people saying, be quiet, be grateful for what you have, understand where she's coming from, and understand that Red Table Talk is to have discussions about stuff like this. Not for, Do you want her to go on the show and just be quiet and hold back? I don't think that's the point. Well, I think that, you know, words are very, very important to word properly. So I think if she just worded it properly, people would have understood her point of view. But mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are just like, oh, you should hush because... And people are just out to get her. A lot of people, believe it or not, do not like Aisha Curry. And it goes back to like tweets that she made like four or five years ago where she's like, you know what? All these girls out here with thotty outfits, I like to keep my stuff covered up for the one that matters. I mean, she's still that way, though. Like, I mean, it's just who she is. I don't think there's anything negative about that. If you want to dress modestly, then dress modestly. But the thing is, why do you have to say that? You don't have to be on your high horse. No, she doesn't have to say that. And that's why people don't like her because they think that she has this holier-than-thou air to her. Y'all... Conservatives and homophobics, they're going to be mad. They're going to be care. mad. <laughs> y'all, yes. y'all, if y'all haven't heard, Arthur, which I didn't even know that was still on TV. For yeah, the... <laughs> I thought the show ended a good 10 years ago. <laughs> the controversy that I saw yesterday with Arthur is that apparently their teacher, Mr. Ratburn, has come out as gay. and He got married. He got married. So the episode was about them going to Mr. Ratburn's wedding and understanding what gay marriage is as a kid. And people are upset. And people are upset because they believe that 
kids should not be exposed to sexuality and stuff like this at an early age. And yeah, I don't like that narrative that, oh, like, this is going to turn my kid gay Mm -hmm. or whatever. Is watching straight people going to turn your gay kid straight? No, it's not. I don't like that argument that people say watching something is going to make my kid gay. It's not. You know what? I'm going to kind of disagree with y'all on that. Um, I don't think that it's directly going to turn your kid gay. I don't believe in that, but I think it's not that they're promoting it to be gay, but little kids don't know any better than to watch something and be like, oh my gosh, like they don't know any better. So they might think that they're gay, you know? They I don't might, think I don't, so. I, I, okay. I understand what you're saying. There is that when you're really young, you kind of you're like, curious. You see something and you may think that it applies to you or you don't really understand how it applies in your world. Um, but I think that after that, it's really up to the parents to take on that role and to explain. Like, if you're a parent, you should be aware of what your kids are watching. So if that's going on, you can explain to your kids what gay marriage is, what being gay is, and that there are gay people in the world. Um, so I don't think that... It's like the whole thing with video games. I don't think that playing a violent video game is going to make someone violent. I think it has a has to do with a lot of different factors. Right. But I think that that should be for the parent to teach on their own, you know, because it's it's just like how, you know, I never, what was that show? It was called uh, 13 Reasons Why. I instantly saw that, and it's a show about suicide, and this one main girl, she basically committed suicide, and she made these tapes on why she committed suicide mm-hmm. and basically and blamed other people for why she felt the things that she did. Did you ever read the book? No, I never did. Okay. Well, I think the show is very different than the book. I had read the book years ago. Um, and the book, honestly, I thought it was just okay. So I was surprised when they're making it into a show. But I think the book, the book is a little less blamatory. Um, so I think with shows, like, you have to hype up the drama. No one's going to watch something that's pretty flat. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this... And I don't, I don't believe that if a kid sees a gay character on Arthur, it's going to make them curious and think that they're gay. I don't, as a kid, I was not, that kind of stuff. I think kids I might know. ask, what, what is gay? Like, right. what does that mean? Why is he marrying why, another man? Yeah, why, like, because it's, okay, like, kids that are adopted by um, gay parents, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to make them gay, mm-hmm. or they're, they might think that it's okay, and I think that they'll see that oh, it's okay for two men to be married and to have a kid, or two women to be married and have a kid. But back to my point on the 13 Reasons Why episodes, or, like, the show, Mm -hmm. I think in general, they weren't promoting suicide. They weren't doing any of that. But as a show, they're going to, even if it's not promoting anything, just because shows are put on a platform, I think that um, you can easily be influenced by that you know and like i remember seeing this and going like oh my gosh they're asking for so many bad things to happen because i remember reading the news and there was actually people that did commit suicide trying to copy the concept of these tapes and i know that like speaking on this whole gay talk is not (laughs) it's not the same thing as suicide i know Mm -hmm. you're not losing a life from it Mm -hmm. and i have no problem with gay people at all i actually think they're the best people honestly You, you might have a gay friend (laughs) (laughs) right no but i think you know regardless if they're promoting it or not just having it on a show is way different and i know that we were having this discussion me and justin we were having this discussion yesterday he was like oh well same thing as people walking on the street being gay and i said well yeah you know i think you can see people on the street walking and holding hands and if they're gay or not like you'll see them out but i think 
whenever it's on a show, you're definitely put on a different platform. And, you know, people already think of celebrities in a different view and people on shows in a different view than people walking in your everyday life. I think that kids are very influential and I mm-hmm. or they're influenced easily by other aspects. So I think that we should not, we should at least set an age limit to the shows. I think shows, I mean, shows do have age limits mm-hmm. and I think a lot of it is up to parents. Like I think from the age of 10, you're going to be exposed to these things no matter what, because kids are on the internet nowadays, like they have easy access to everything. But I think younger, like three, four, five, like parents should have more control over what their kids are seeing. Right, but people don't even control their kids anymore. They don't really... I mean, that's like adds up to the the parenting. No, for sure, but I think that we should leave more flexibility for the parents to do all that and introduce that stuff, rather than allowing a show to do it for them. I'm just saying when I was younger, you would see Hannah Montana shows, and I like loved wearing sparkly dresses. I loved wearing the glittery dresses. You're just so easily influenced by these characters in these shows because you just idolize. But them. Nikki, do you really think? I think that is different. Like, I don't. I really find it hard to believe that if you see a gay character as a kid on TV, you're gonna want to be gay just like. Like, them. I don't think gay kids now like people because I've talked to people and you've, I've heard stories about people who are gay and they say they've known since they were like four or five. I don't think them like seeing these um, heterosexual couples is going to make them think that they right. should be heterosexual or that they are. But as a kid... you, you Kids are influenced. Takes, uh, but... Right. But as a kid, I think you should not be so quick to, like, know your sexuality. I think you should live life and, like... It's not their concern I don't know if it's to... that they know... I don't know if it's, like, F5 it's or, understanding like, a gay, concept. but it's, like, understanding that they're different, that they, like, think differently about people. Right. And, and that and like, gets solidified as they get older. The thing is, you don't have to teach your kid the butthole goes in the... the dick goes oh in the God. butthole like this you don't have to tell your kids that you can say these two people love each other it's a concept yeah. love Just but the it's same not way kids don't know about sex until yes because i saw people kissing and stuff on tv and I, I don't was know young. what that leads to yeah i understand that it's like a concept of it but i think that sometimes kids are like oh my gosh maybe i am gay but they want to understand and, and be able no, to but the thing it. is we crystal we watched the episode yesterday they, there was no deep discussion about gay all it was is them attending a wedding with their parents and saying oh mr rapper is getting married right no i agree i'm saying for instance a lot of shows because of i guess like our society is becoming a little bit more liberal about these things and we want to open things up you know gay rights and all these things i think that's great but i think especially like you shouldn't go out of your way to do all these things to show it like well, i think they're making a princess they like there was discussion on making a princess movie on how they should make a princess gay and i thought you know like i personally think that <laughs> like we should just leave that up to the discretion of the kids and the parents Nikki, what do you out. think about that like we should making gay a- princess yeah. um i don't care like i know i guess to me it also it goes in the realm of representation um, I think that's where a lot of this is coming from, that, like, people of the LGBT community aren't being represented in the media, and I think that's where a lot of this stems from, because, oh, I'm gay, but I don't see any TV shows with gay characters or gay parents. Because there are kids that are gay. It's about representation versus yeah. people have this belief that, oh, these people are wanting to push an agenda out there, right, this gay agenda, that they want lot, everything to be gay. But I think a lot of times... People do push the agenda. Really? So, I need receipts. Saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, though, sometimes it shouldn't be pushed too much. I think the discretion should be on the parents, personally, because they don't really understand their sexuality. They're so young. So why 
why open up this concept like right now when but the thing is they're not opening up a concept really they're showing a gay marriage but they're not saying this is what i feel like unless you live in some like super small town then it's not going to be a problem because you're going to be seeing it in other places you're going to be seeing it on the tv if your parents watch the news if you allowed a little ipad you're going to if you go on YouTube or whatever, yeah, wherever your internet search leads, yeah. I'm sure kids happen upon gay porn. And Because <laughs> kids are like, wild in these days. They, they're they learning things at a younger age that we were not looking at when we were that age. Yeah. It's crazy. So, yeah. I, I, I didn't even know what sex was till I was in like later stages of middle school. Yeah. Or like maybe even the freshman year of high school. I did. I watched a lot of rated R. Oh, that's your good. I, I, I watched like, a lot of porn. <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't have that same mentality nowadays. Like, we don't... Like, they're so exposed to sexuality way sooner, like, because of well, the times Well, times yeah. are changing, though. Times like, changed. in the generation that we all grew up in, like, stuff about gay people was not looked upon, you know, positively. So I think that as times are changing, people are being more comfortable with normalizing it. it to be like, oh, this teacher can't marry and he's gay, or this teacher can't marry and they're heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Both are normal. If anything, if I saw that as a kid, I think I would have saw it as funny. Like, look at these two guys are getting married. Like, I would have been laughing as a kid. I wouldn't understand no. what gay... Okay, I don't think I don't think so. I would think anything of it, really. I'd be like, oh, why are, like, two men getting married? And my parents were like, Imagine watching that with your parents. <laughs> and that would be it. Imagine watching that with your parents. My parents would be pissed off. Honestly, They'd be like, Look I had, at America. Honestly, I had like no oversight as a child, so Damn. I don't know. But it's all turned out well. I yeah. Can, I can see y'all's perspective, but I definitely think that the media is very influential in these ways. So I think that they should maybe not expose that till a little bit later. Like, let them... Okay, if that's the case, don't expose them to straight couples and all that stuff until later yeah, as well. What, what age group is Arthur made for? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I know that this Arthur thing was like such a minor thing just because it was just two men just walking down the aisle. I can't think aisle. of many shows that have even done that. Like, I can think of Parks and Rec with the marrying two but gay That's an penguins. older show. But people. Like, I can't really think about, like, many shows that do this. Yeah, but people are angry on Instagram. Yes, I'm yeah. looking. I'm reading the Shade Room comments. <laughs> Somebody said, they're really forcing it now. Why can't they let kids be kids? Why does everything have to be a LGBT agenda added onto it? Well, you know what? I don't think that any of it should be included because that's not like why can't kids be kids and just go play on the playground and learn? But about I think their kids basic wonder. Because, kids are curious. Okay, like but, if you see your parents kiss and you see like a kissing scene on TV, you're gonna be curious. That's no, I agree on that. But I think it takes time, and I think that they should allow for them to grow up and then worry about that. Because yeah, I, it know, definitely like, takes. Time. But that's a, yeah. that somebody can make the same argument with sex. Well, I, okay. Uh, he, he always does that to me. Oh, the pig. <laughs> like, whenever I even have my little niece, and she's like, when she was three, I remember seeing her hold hands with this little boy, and I was like, wow, she has a boyfriend before I even do. Jeez, <laughs> I'm single forever. They they do want like this whole relationship thing. Cause I that's feel like even things. kids our age were oh. doing things like that. I think now that it's so. Implementing it into, like, little kids' shows, they don't know what they are personally. Like, I think it takes time for them to figure out if they're gay or not. So let them figure that out on their own time. But the thing is, the episode is not forcing them to question these things. It's just showing. There's a difference between showing and 
trying to It'd explain to you. They're like, why are you gay? When did you know you're gay? If they started like asking yeah. things about yeah. being gay, that'd but be But I don't think a kid is going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'm questioning my sexuality. Sexuality is not a thing to kids yet. Especially when you're five, six, seven, eight. Oh my goodness. It totally is. You know what? I, I think I mentioned this to you before. I had this friend that she let her little sister borrow her laptop. She looked at the history and she saw that she, her little sister was watching porn. My friend told me, wow, you know, she's just watching shapes. No, like kids know what they're watching. I definitely think that kids are very, very smart. I've worked with so many kids before because I was a gymnastics coach. So I know that they are so intelligent and they already know what sex is, even when they're Okay, that. then all the better then. Whenever they see Arthur and his teacher getting married, they understand it then. Then it's not a big deal. Because I'm reading this comment on the shade room and this person said, I love this word force because a cartoon with two men getting married isn't forcing anyone to do the same, but expressing it is okay. I truly feel bad for the children who has parents on here saying that it's forcing their children to live a certain lifestyle. Kids are beautiful and have such beautiful minds and hearts and they don't see this as wrong until you teach them that it is. Right. No, I don't think that it's wrong. This episode was just a very, very minor thing. So I don't think everyone should be blowing up about it. Because mm-hmm. it was literally for like, what? Five seconds. seconds. Yeah. So I think that this one was blown out of proportion. But I think if they were to make a... A detailed episode about <clears throat> gayness or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like that's not for... I don't think that that's for the kid to watch. I think that that's for them to figure, watch later and okay. internalize that themselves, you know? I guess. And if that's the like, case... I don't think any kids shows are going to do that is my thing. Yeah, if that's the case, anything with straight relationships, don't put that on TV either. Wait till they're older, and then you can tell them about what kissing and all that stuff is. Yeah, they're still so young. Why? Their kids are getting younger and younger and learning more about sex, and then they want to be sexually active because they're like, oh my god, like this is this is what they're supposed to do. Like it's kind of oh no. I feel <laughs> like when I was in middle school, like people were already having sex in like oh seventh grade. <laughs> like yeah. and I, I don't know I thought that was Insane. crazy. I still think that's crazy. I but think like, that's crazy too. I mean, that was what when I was twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Well, what do you ago? know about anything when you're twelve? Yeah, like I thought that's crazy, but that was ten years ago. So ten years ago to now, I'm sure like the same things are still happening. Wild. Sure. So I don't know if it's really times are changing or people are just. I think times horny. are changing. Times are changing. So my opinion is, you move on with the times, or let the times move through you. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay. But yes, what is our main topic for today? Mental health. Your health is your wealth, they say. Yeah, so today we're discussing mental health. And I think this is an important issue because one, it's talked about a lot. We know about it. But are we practicing um, good mental health? And are we helping those out there that deal with, you know, mental health if they struggle? So my thing is that in our society, especially, everybody knows mental health, mental health, mental health. But I think that, at least when it comes to me, I don't think that I really struggle, I mean, when it comes to mental health, I would say. It's funny that Justin says this, but then, like, every day, like, something else is going on with his life or I mean, besides existential crises, I don't have, like, I don't deal with mental health, at least... I would say that. That doesn't mess with you? Like, what do you whenever mean? Uh, FaceTiming with Ridwan, mm-hmm. we're talking about life and stuff, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm sad. I'm not happy. Like, I mean, I have questions about my future, and that makes me sad because I'm, like, scared of the unknown. But other than that, like, I'm not constantly depressed. I feel like most of the time I'm happy. So personally, I wouldn't say that it's a struggle, per se, for mental health. Well, I think that our society continues to, you know, set up these standards and set us up for these kinds of things Mm -hmm. 
you know, in our school, we always are forced to make these deadlines. And I know that's life. You know, you always need to make a deadline. But why are we working so hard in this college and being in debt? And we're always constantly pushing for more. But I mean, college is not that glorified nowadays. Literally, it's our, it's like the standard. It's high school, mm-hmm. basically. And, you know, we're continuing to make it through and pay for all of that. The thing with capitalism and debt and all of this stuff is that this this life, it ain't it, honestly. We live to work and then we work till we die. No wonder people go through so much stuff. Stuff, I guess, for me, when it comes to males, we talked about this a little bit on our masculinity episodes, but guys are told to hold in their emotions, not to cry, mm-hmm. but that doesn't allow them to deal with these things that are that they're dealing with inside. People go through things, guys go through things, but we're not allowed to show our emotions. So we wonder why there are so many shootings out there, because people are crazy and people aren't dealing with problems that should be dealt with so as you grow up like stuff happens i think your parenting and your childhood and your upbringing is a big factor when it comes to dealing with your mental health some cultures they aren't told to be emotional or to deal with their emotions so they don't know how to deal with that over time it gets worse it gets worse and then they end up being clinically depressed so like these are factors that are so important and i think in nigerian culture that's very prominent i mean you can speak on your background crystal yeah, also sure. but like i think in our culture um me and justin's that mental health is seen as something one i guess for more serious things that can be debilitating people are outcasted in our society especially in nigeria people are chained up there it's said that they're being possessed by some spirit mm-hmm. or they're, they're just crazy just, they're just crazy they're locked up and there's no, there aren't really resources for people to seek help. And people aren't educated on mental health. So it's hard to really deal with something that you don't understand. And people are scared of things that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And this goes across so many realms. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I, in the Taiwanese culture, I mean, I constantly had arguments with my mom because she always wanted me to be a little bit more submissive and that's the norm of the Chinese Mm -hmm. culture, you know, or a Taiwanese technically like we were raised not to speak out. I remember when I was crying one time, my mom got so mad and she slapped me in the face. She's like, Nope, you're not supposed to cry like that. You cannot do that. And I think I had a very, very bold personality. So that was hard to suppress that. Yeah, it definitely is. Cause you're told not to do these things. And you know, I think one kind of crazy thing that I thought about was, in that maybe Crazy Rich Asians. Have y'all seen it? I haven't seen it. In what? Crazy Rich Asians, that movie. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Haven't? Didn't you see that mom? Uh, She's very controlling. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. And that's totally the norm of it. And I think that that touched any kind of culture with that. You see that that's the norm of these cultures. And that's that's normal. You that's can totally normalized. relate to these things. You know, yeah. like that mom, I think she was viewed as something so bad but it's normal but it's normal you know and i think that she just wanted the best for her kids so i think that that was she was not the antagonist in that show she was not bad for what she did i just think that she cared for her kid and we show it in a different way like my mom she would say i don't need to say thank you i don't have to say that i love you all the time you know you should know it because i'm i'm cooking for you i'm supplying a housing for you i'm doing everything for you yeah like i'm showing you i don't need to say it mm-hmm. exactly and i think it's one thing to know about mental health because we're in the united states but if you go to africa and you're in the rural part and you ask somebody how are you dealing with your mental health they'd be like what is mental health like is yeah. that do you think mental like, health is even a thing i that... think it's a thing that's not discussed or it's a thing that people don't know they don't put a name to it Obviously, people all around the world 
experience these issues. We're not different biologically. Like me being here in the United States and me being in Nigeria, I have the potential to experience the same problems. But the way it's dealt with is completely different. Mm -hmm. Really, in Nigeria, it's not really dealt with. Um, and that's problematic. Mm -hmm. Right. It's sad, actually. Well, I think a lot of cultures, they want to save face. And, you know, they want mm -hmm. to make themselves seem like they're... They that everything's everything okay. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they think it's frowned upon to even go to a psychologist. In fact, even in, in our school, technically, at UT, I think that I have a friend that had anxiety. It's just such bad anxiety. She even told me one time I literally did not want to take my medication because it drives me insane. And there was one time where I literally wanted to jump off my balcony because like I just could not control it and it was absolutely just driving me completely crazy and so I told her did you go seek help and she said yes I did I actually called the mental health crisis line and they said unless you're like literally committing suicide we're not going to help you wow. like that's insane that's crazy she told me that yeah well I was surprised when I came here I thought that whenever you got to seek help that it was free when, so I, when I saw these prices and numbers, I was like, no wonder people aren't using these services because they have to pay for them. Because I'm cheap. I don't want to pay for anything. So. Well, now I think it's free, but it used to be like $10. Yeah, that's... I don't know why they're putting a price on people's mental health. That's so stupid. No, it is. I think it's problematic, but I think it's also... It's hard to make things free, I guess, at a university. Like, being realistic, it's really hard because you do have to pay these people because mm -hmm. people have to make a living and people don't want to work for... Free, free or they don't want to work for a really low wage so it's like a battle between do we get people who are really highly qualified and are good at their job versus people who are just kind of willing to work for a lower wage but i think that they overprice things you know because there's people like the alums that invest so much money in the school too well, like what do you think is overpriced hmm. our tuition to begin with okay well yeah our tuition <laughs> that's like a whole different right story. that's another that's thing. a whole different story i mean in general i think everything's overpriced because they just consistently keep on raising tuitions and they'll they'll say it's for this thing and this thing and like why are we struggling so much to continue to pay for every single thing and we're constantly stressed out about everything about school yeah i think that stress that's not dealt with is a big reason why people you know are depressed and that takes a toll on people's mental health um people we're all as college students i think that we're some of the most stressed people we some people work and go to school at the same time some people are supporting themselves by themselves and they don't have any support from their parents so imagine having this whole burden on your shoulders and not being able to you know deal with the stress adequately We've had friends that I think might have struggled with mental health, but the thing is, I don't know how to help people if I can do my own part to um, reach out to people. I don't know what's the best way to, you know, help somebody out. You know, I actually think that that promotes for people to be shitty to each other because so? they can't deal with themselves and then they're expected to be helping others too. I think, yes, <laughs> I think a lot of people are really bad about that and being there for each other. But at the same time, most of those people don't have it together themselves, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I think that, um, I don't think together. you can be there for someone if you can't like deal with your own stuff. I think it's hard to be available to other people if you have your own stuff going on. But I think that's okay. If someone tells me they have something going on in their life, I'm going to be understanding to that. I'm not going to take it as, um, they don't care about me or something like that. If you have something going on, I guess it's also being open about it. It's like, do I want to expose that I have something going on or am I going to fake it till I make it mm -hmm. and be helpful to my friend um, for yep. this moment and then go back and be really sad and dealing with my own stuff? I think that a lot of times also college students, they tend to be depressed because 
I'm currently seeking for a job and you're constantly getting used to rejections. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you, a lot of people will tell me, don't take it too personally when you get rejected. But I mean, a a rejection's a rejection. You're going to get hurt a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not take it personal because we're all people. We feel these emotions. So I think that we're set up to get shit on and then go like, okay, but you, you, no, you got to be stronger. You got to be stronger. Yeah, that's what I said again with um, not dealing with things internally. We all go through things, but I think with me, I think Nikki thinks that I need to accept more. Maybe I'm in a state of denial when it comes to mental health because I truly don't believe that I'm going through like any crises or anything. Have y'all? I don't think anything has to be like an existential crisis for it to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So, but it's nothing chronic either. Like I, I don't. Everybody feels sad like sometimes, but for me, it's not like a state of like chronic sadness ever. Um, I have moments where I'm like depressed, but it's always a momentarily momentary thing. It's not something that I deal with constantly. You know what I mean? I mean, if it's momentary for you, then I guess that's fine. If you don't have a problem, then you don't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it is What's it is important here? though, like. Because people, one, don't t- are scared to talk about it. I don't know what that is, whether yeah. they're seen I mean, as there's weak so or much, what. There's so much stigma about it. Um, even in the United States, where like it is accepted that mental health is something that we deal with and that we should seek help for, and there are like available psychologists and therapists. It's still there's still so much stigma around it. Um, there's stigma from okay, how are my friends gonna think about me if I tell them I'm going to therapy? Or, like, I know UT has accommodations for, like, certain yeah. things, um, but it's like, okay, maybe I need accommodations, but I don't want it to be apparent that, like, other people know I need It's like, right. yeah. it's constantly thinking about what other people think about you. That's because- what's wrong with today. Everybody cares what other people think. And I th- personally think therapy is awesome. If you need help, get help. I'm no, I'm personally not going to judge you. They look at you differently. They do. Like something is wrong with you. Yeah, or that they do. You- I think one thing that... I know it was that we need to start treating mental illness similar to physical illnesses because mm. like this example may be extreme, but someone isn't cancerous. They have cancer. People aren't necessarily a whole depressed person or they like their mental illness doesn't define their entire being. Mm-hmm. They have an illness of their mind, just like you can have an illness of your body. It doesn't have to define your entirety. Someone's not going to look at you different because you have a phys- physical illness, but some people do look at you different if you're, constantly anxious if you're constantly depressed it's like what's wrong with you like why don't you just do this or why don't you do that it's often not that simple Mm -hmm. right so it's hard to be vulnerable it's hard to say i do have this problem Mm -hmm. because people can easily use it against you and that's why people tend to keep things to themselves you know what if i keep this to myself i can only hurt me like why allow somebody else to find out something about me that they can use against me in the future yeah no i i actually have a situation where I was talking to this guy, I think, for about a month and a half, Mm -hmm. and he basically started just, like, yelling at me, and I told him, he just basically argued that I did not explain to him all the problems that I had with him, and I said, you know, it's literally within my culture to not speak up about these things. I think I tend to pick my battles, so I will speak up, but when it's necessary, so why do I... I think there's a point, though, where I did not need to because of my culture. Mm-hmm. So, Like, meaning that your culture, like, tells you to keep everything to yourself, be reserved, don't speak out about things that or that you're going through, I guess? Definitely. I Because of that, I don't even think that I even ever expressed that to him. He just told me that's that's not a thing. There's no such thing. You can't blame it on your culture. But I think a lot of the times I 
think the culture aspect, being a first-generation Taiwanese family coming into America, I think it adds more stress on me because if seeing all these people just progressing with getting a job so quickly and they're all, you know, being able to... Success. Yeah, cool. they're... I want you kind of evaluate yourself, and then mm-hmm. you think, "Wow, I'm not, I'm not where I'm, I'm supposed not to adequate. be." And my parents literally went through everything for me, and I, I remember in 2008, they both got laid off from the 2008, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the recession, and they both got laid off. But surprisingly, they both bounced back within a month, and she was an accountant, mm-hmm. and then she worked her way up to a CFO position. Wow. And I think that just adds so much more stress. Like, when you see that your family just literally did everything right. to make it for your And family. you're expected yeah. to, you know, surpass them in success. Yeah. So having that pressure as a first-generation person is, is hard. pressure to, like, live up to these expectations that, like, other people don't necessarily have. Um, and I know for me, like, sometimes when I try and explain my situation to other people with my culture, um, they don't really get it. They don't yeah. really get this whole thing where I feel like I kind of have to, fe- I feel like I kind of have to pay my parents back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they, they sacrificed so much. They left their home country to come here to give us better opportunities. So I feel like I have to you make the them. most of that. Yeah. Like, I really yeah. have to do something with that because it wasn't easy for them to just completely uproot their lives and leave yeah. their friends, their family, what they know. Mm-hmm. To start a better life. Off. That that guy even said that like oh don't blame culture I said no well you said he didn't understand your culture no he just said like don't use that as an excuse that your culture teaches you to be well it's because he doesn't understand I think that's why it's so important to date people of your culture (laughs) I think I think there's like a balance though I think at least with me there's that cultural side of me that is like every like you're not supposed to talk about your emotions you're not supposed to cry about Mm -hmm. this you're not supposed to like feel this I see other people dealing with it I. Why can't I cry if I'm upset? Why mm-hmm. can't I express that I'm not having a good day? So it's like trying to balance that. It's really hard. It is hard. And I, I think that social media plays a lot into it, especially these days, especially with Instagram, I guess. If you're not comfortable with your body and you're constantly seeing images of these perfect bodies and everything, like, why wouldn't you be depressed? And I think that people shouldn't be looking to social media and comparing themselves. Like, it's hard not to. It's, it, I guess so. I, I don't compare to. myself to people on social media. Like with, I, I feel like it's different with guys. Um, yeah, it really it's is. It's very different. I think that guys can just like look cool by having bros and a beer in their hand on a picture, you know? Yeah. And then girls, it's like you have to bend her backwards, make your ass look popping. <laughs> Sucking your stomach. That's so yeah. sad. Pop out your chest, Mm-mm. like edit it the right way, oh my you know? God. But it's I all think that. that social media, as it continues to progress, we just continue to make ourselves depressed because we're adding yep. some more stresses yes. that we don't yeah. even need mm-hmm. like why can't social media just not be a thing you know like oh you want oh, we're, we're so <laughs> far we're, we're way too deep it's too late it's too late it's funny. a little archaic but yeah, yeah. It's funny um a couple like winter breaks ago um i was taking this mcat class over winter break and honestly it was really depressing because one the terrible the weather was terrible and there's this one guy in my class who's like, I honestly don't even get on social media anymore. It's so depressing. I'm seeing everyone with their families at Christmas, having uh, fun, and I'm here studying for the MCAT or New Year's and doing this and that. You it's feel just, FOMO. Yeah, it's <laughs> FOMO. Fear of missing out. Like, you feel like, oh, everyone else is doing this and that, and I'm doing this. And, like, am I happy doing this? Or would I rather be doing mm-hmm. that? And how do you deal with that? So yeah. do you think there are people that people should disconnect from their phones and take it, breaks, social I media yeah. breaks? I, I think it's helpful. Yeah, because I, really I have do. a couple friends that completely like disable their Instagrams. No, People I've do done that. that. Yeah. Like, I don't think it, 
at least in high school, toward the end of high school, early college, I deleted my Instagram for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get it until the end of freshman year. Wow. Um, so yeah, I was like, I don't need to be on this anymore. I delete. I think there's a time where I didn't get on Twitter for a wow. few months. Yeah, stay off Facebook. Twitter. Twitter is no, the worst place. Twitter's not even the worst place. I think what? Instagram's pretty bad, at least for women. What do you think? I think I, at least for women, Instagram's bad because people, like, your bodies, you're looking at people who are, like, super pretty, face tune, whatever, they look good. But it's all fake. I mean, it's fake. But still, it's like, okay, these people are getting a bunch of likes and, like, people like them. Why don't I look like that? Or, like, you know, it's like the whole attention thing. Validation, attention, everything. Like, people put false lives on Instagram. Instagram is not real life. Twitter is not real life. Social media is not real life. Real life is real life. And as long as you're not dealing with the problems that are happening in real life, anything on social media that's happening is irrelevant, in my opinion. I think that, like, we can't even take care of ourselves and our own mental health, so why are we focusing on other people at that point? Like, I think that that's really important. But, Mm -hmm. now that you're speaking of, we paint this life that we don't have on Instagram, you know, a lot of people actually go on jets and they literally pay for a jet just to take a picture, but they're not flying on it. They literally just, that's pay so sad. That. Where <laughs> do anything people for clout? Like Any- people, you know, uh, I've, I've heard like, who has Bow- money like Bow Wow that. did something people like that. It. Yeah. I guess if you have and, money and then he got exposed though, that. cause they saw him sitting in Delta. <laughs> 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 he got it. It was, uh, oh, people were making clowning him. That, that, you should be clowned for that. Honestly. Delta. That's, it's like that, I think there's a Drake verse of like, you're still posting pictures from your vacation, even though you're sitting at home right now. That's so sad. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I want to look like I'm living the life right now, even though I'm sitting at home watching Netflix. I'm not, I'm not on a beach, but I'm going to make no. you think I'm on a beach. People, people care too much what other people think. Stop doing that. And Stop doing it. should not be a thing. They shouldn't. Like Thank the Lord. You know like, what? I thought that you would be somebody that loves the Kardashians. I not at all. Thank the Lord. Somebody just, with sense. I like their fashion because I think they bring something to the community, like, mm-hmm. with their, their mm-hmm. styles because they can afford it. Yeah. But I think it, like, sets so many people up to want to be like that so bad and that they have this, these perfect I know lives. I can't be like that. I don't have money like that. The thing is, stop <laughs> stop looking at the Kardashians. They're not real. Yeah, all of, exactly. Pe- if I, when I look closely at Kim Kardashian's pictures, I can see the blur where they, like, shaved off some of the fat on her legs. Like, I'm like, this is obviously fake, but people think that's real. But I see the details no, of the I editing i don't look at her for her body because i don't want her body cottage cheese ass. i don't want i don't want, <laughs> let me make that clear i don't want kim kardashian triangle body, face but like i think some of the looks she has like maybe i don't know <laughs> but um i don't know have you have you ever experienced like any problems with mental health um i think i'm pretty happy normally and i think i'm very very positive about things but I'm not going to lie, like, I can't always be that way. I don't think I've ever been, like, depressed. But I think that this has been the biggest struggle throughout college. You know, you're consistently struggling with all this stuff. And I guess I'm someone that really enjoys the company of others. So mm. I think a lot of times Thanks fakeness, for saying that. fakeness of friends, you tend to be very disappointed by that. Mm. I've been cheated on by my boyfriend in college that I uh, ex-boyfriend now but yeah there's just been a lot of struggles and searching for jobs and you know I wanted to always buy a property for my mom in Taiwan and I literally I work my ass off for that so to see that I'm not even scoring a job yet I'm I'll admit like that's really really depressing but uh I don't know if I'm technically depressed but it's definitely definitely a low something that's been on your mind for sure um i will say that i love being around people i love the company of other people so there's moments that when i'm by myself i get sad because i always want to be around people all the time 
So I guess in that aspect, that's where like I'm saddest when I feel alone. So if I feel isolated, if I feel alone and like everybody's gone, that's when I start, I guess, getting like dark and I guess scary thoughts. But usually when I think about my futures, when I get the most sad. So for the most part, I try not to think about my future, like even beyond like college, like 10 years from now, I when I think about like where I see myself in 10 years, it's hard for me to visualize like where I where I am. Am I in a relationship? And that's another thing, like with me being single, everybody tells me, Justin, Justin, you have a great personality. Like, why are you single? Why are you single? And I was like, I don't know why I'm single. I don't know. Is it because I have issues that are unresolved that I need to solve before somebody can be with me or or what? So I don't know. When I think about that, that stuff makes me sad. I try not to think about it, but that is a problem that I do go through from time to time when I do think about it or when I do decide to let that affect me but I get that question all the time like why are you still single but I think a lot of times you blame yourself but it should the blame shouldn't be on you I think a lot of the times the society makes it like oh uh get bitches fuck or like fuck bitches (laughs) uh get money money (laughs) and all that kind of stuff so like guys are literally raised in the society to not uh to not settle down with someone and I remember I had this one friend that literally always just he got so many girls, and I have no idea how he did that. Like, he's he, ugly. <laughs> I didn't say that. Those are your words, not mine. But um, he was just an average-looking guy, you know, and he got so many girls. And I told him it's one time. It's wild. I see some girls with some guys. Cockroaches. And I am like, girl, you could do so much better. It's because right? of the money. Do you think that it Jay-Z be would be with Beyonce because of money? Because of it's money. like regular girls. Like, I, I remember seeing people's prom pictures, and I was like, how is that who you are going with that? So with that friend that I was mentioning, I he just never wanted to settle down. And I told him, you know what? It's like in our society, we always want more and more. Like you can say, oh, I can do better with this girl. You know, I can do better. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's kind of like, do you think that you're going to continue searching? Because if you continue searching, you're never going to find exactly what you want. It's mm-hmm. like when I wanted to do modeling in Taiwan. I thought that that'd be really cool. And my mom was like, there's always going to be prettier. Just like... I mean, but there's always going to be someone prettier than you, smarter than you, richer richer than you. But guys are never happy with that. They always think that they can keep on doing better. I think that's a lot of people, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you ask people how much money is enough, more. Like, that's the answer. Yeah, but more isn't always going to make you happy. I think one thing I struggle with is when I feel like I know I could be doing more. I know I could be doing better. It's like when I get in a bad headspace. Ultimately, your happiness is the best happiness. Don't live your life for other people. Don't let other people tell you what they believe success is. Live for you. And I think the sooner people start realizing they should start living for themselves is when they truly find their own happiness. And I think too many times, either it's expectations, unrealistic or realistic that you put on yourself, this burden that you put on yourself, and it all becomes too much. I think that we all have our limit. And once we break that limit, that's when you start you know, having these consequences when it comes to your mental health. Your mind is so important, just as important as your physical health, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So as, as soon as you start seeing your mind as equally important as the rest of your body, I think we'll go further as a society. Yeah, the same way you tend to your physical health, whether that's working out, 
eating well, like you need to also tend to your mental health, whether that is taking a moment to reflect, meditation, doing what makes yoga, you happy, doing what makes you happy, rewarding like, yourself. Yeah, give yourself rewards. Tell yourself that you did a good job. Like little things really help. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to spend more time tending to their mental right. health. But um, I think people need to learn to take pauses on their own. And that's hard because our society doesn't really help us with that. It's just... It's just keep going, keep going, work, work, work work till you die. Like you were talking about You live, you work, you die. Like that's not why we're here. We're not here to just live, work, and die. There's more to life than work. That's the thing. Yeah, and it's really on us like individuals to make time for ourselves to be happy. And that's really hard when like everything else out there is really... The world is crashing down It's working against you to make time. Yeah. And it's okay to be selfish. I think that's the thing. We sometimes yeah. feel guilty about wanting to reward ourselves. Don't feel guilty. You Love deserve, yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. You deserve t- great treatment too, honestly. <laughs> like, you can be living it for other people because ultimately you're the one who's going to die in the end. Are you going to be happy when you die? Are you going to feel like you slaved away working for other people and trying to make other people happy? Or are you going to feel self-fulfilled? That's the most important thing. Like, mm-hmm. I hate this idea of living, working, and dying. We don't work because we want to we work because we have to to make money but that's not the point of life find what you enjoy and continue doing that and treat yourself every once in a while all right so let's transition into listener letters so we have a email question Ooh, wow how exciting a friend of the show yeah so i think these are questions for me and justin mm-hmm. um so what do you plan to do after college don't know <laughs> uh i'm going into medical device sales Okay, cool. Um, I am going into like research, psychiatry research. Um, have a job lined up. If that falls through, don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's what I plan to do right now in St. Austin for a little bit. You got it, killing it. <laughs> okay, do you want to have children? And if so, what are your ideal genders, amount of kids, and names? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want kids. I definitely want maybe like three. I think that a lot of people say, oh my gosh, I want like six. No, absolutely not. That is, no, no, That's too many. I think three is a good amount. I think a lot of people always aim higher for that, but then they go like, oh my gosh, Yeah, they realize once a kid Mm -hmm. is, how expensive it is. They're like, yeah, one is good. Right. I mean, I always wanted to name one of my kids like Courtney. I thought that was cute. With the C, because my mom, uh, her name starts with the C also, her American name. So uh, also with my name being Crystal with the C, I I just want to start the trend or continue the trend. Okay. So I I think I want three kids, three to four. Um, I told Justin a guess. <laughs> three to in, four. Yeah. <laughs> 3.5. Yeah, three, four, three and a half kids is good with me. <laughs> no, three or four kids. Um, And I told Justin to guess the names, and he was guessing the most weird Rochelle name. and Genevieve. Do you really think that's what I've named <laughs> Okay, I think you would name it something edgy like Monica and uh, Sylvia. No. Okay, so the two girl names that I like the most, I'm not saying all of them because I have three sisters and if you guys try and steal these, I'm coming for you. Um, so the first one is Amarachi Grace. Okay. So Amarachi means God's grace in Igbo. Mm-hmm. And then Bella Amaka and Amaka means beauty. That's yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, so those are the girl names I chose. And for the guys, Jadena, James, or Kene, Elijah. Mm. Elijah. Really unique. I like that. Yeah. At least it's not the Kardashian name. Sorry. We keep bringing oh that up. Yeah, I'll be cutting <laughs> all of the. Um... Those kids' names are not good, in my opinion. <laughs> I would not name my kids Rochelle, but I like I like the meaning behind these names, and I like the Igbo and the American, so. Keeping ties to the Hopefully, culture. my husband's Igbo. <laughs> Hopefully. Unless we're going to have some problems. Right. 
but or they'll have really long names. Who knows? No kids for Justin. Yeah, yeah no kids. Not. I mean, as of now, maybe I'll have one, but I'm just curious to know what my kids would look like. I'm not sure if I would like want to keep it after I see what it looks like. But if you'd want to keep it after, <laughs> no, I mean, I just oh, want to have. The kid is born. Uh, uh, that's no, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I just want to have a kid just to know what it looks like. If I could go in the future, then go back into the, into the past, go into the future, see what the kid looks like, be like, okay, cool. And then I'm okay with not having kids once I go into the past. But <laughs> kids are oh like a goodness. lot to handle. And I'm, I'm not sure if I would be like a great dad because I don't know. My parents were like pretty strict on me. So I don't think that I would be that strict on them. Not really? that being strict makes you a good or bad parent, but I'm very easygoing. So I don't know how good of a parent I would be. I think I would be completely tiger mom. I completely would like. I would just want the most out of my kids. So I know I'd push them till they cry. Well, of course, you want your kids to be <laughs> successful. I just don't know if I would be a good parent. But yeah, I don't think anyone can really know until yeah, I have until kids. So I have to have kids have to kid. know. That's true. Damn, so I'm even a then, like father. you might be thrown the unexpected. You might think you'll have a really easy baby, happy life, and then you get like something you're not expecting. Yeah, yeah. it happens. But yeah, well, I hope you guys like this episode. Um, if you'd like to send us a letter, email us at polaropposites.pod at gmail.com. No. Yep. Polaropposites.pod at gmail.com yeah. or DM us at polaropposites.pod on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Um, if y'all are out there listening, I see y'all are listening from Chicago, Florida, everywhere. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen like the UK, I've seen New Zealand, Yes, Australia. Y'all are listening from everywhere. So I'm going to give y'all a shout out. So if you hear your city, you know that I know that you're listening. So follow us, engage with us, send us an email. Tell your friend. Um, say hi. Yeah, I hope you like the episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Y'all have a good rest of your week. <laughs>